0: hello and welcome to netball nation basically your one-stop shop for all things netball i'm emma louise jones and i'm joined by former england roses captain and director of netball at loughborough lightning sarah bayman hi sarah hello and ex-england international and head coach at leeds rhino's maggie birkinshaw hello ladies Hey. hey guys hello how are we both good we're good really good yeah round three welcome to netball nation Here we go. Yes. Ready? And it (laughs) is a busy one. It's a particularly busy one this week uh, because we've got to talk about what was arguably the most exciting quad series to date. Uh, We had double headers on both Saturday and Sunday where we saw an epic battle between Australia and New Zealand. A very clinical performance from South Africa to beat England. Uh, New Zealand's first victory of the series in extra, extra time. (laughs) And of course, a three goal victory for England in the series decider against Australia, and breathe, Emma. What a <laughs> weekend of netball that was. Uh, we're also really excited uh, because we're going to be speaking to a special guest, Rachel Dunn, as well, at some point in this episode. So uh, we'll be chatting to her shortly. Um, and finally, we'll look ahead to round three of the Vitality Super League. But first, let's talk about Saturday's quad series game and the fantastic match between Australia and New Zealand, which saw the Diamonds hold on to take the win 53-50. Talk to me, ladies. Well, uh Where do you start? I I know. know.
1: (laughs) I'm shattered just thinking about last weekend. I wasn't wasn't even playing. But I think um, this quad series is definitely the best one they've ever had. But also, it's a bizarre one because all teams will come out of this happy. Yeah, fair point. You don't normally get that. Four teams will go away happy. Mm. So for New Zealand to push Australia that close after quite a poor performance against England the week before is a massive step forward for New Zealand. Um, They then obviously got the... Win against South Africa the next day so they'll be going home thinking yeah we're making strides forward like our regrowth has started we've got a few months to world cup we're feeling pretty good um but Australia still won so yeah. they're, they're they're obviously in their box yeah. going. well Aust- Australians like to win um, <laughs> and yeah they're ticking their box and they I mean a little bit has been made about the fact that Australia and New Zealand are out of season and they are and Australia were missing a couple of key players yeah, so Which for will them make a massive impact when they do come back. It in. will yeah. and for them to still win under those circumstances is quite impressive. I begrudgingly give them that.
0: Yeah, so they'll be pretty proud of themselves for doing that. Yeah. I mean Australians are always proud of themselves, yeah. but <laughs> even more so. Yeah. I get the vibe that you have a opi- certain no, opinion <laughs> no 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 <laughs> it's not that at all
2: it's just Obviously, that they are used to being neutral. winners aren't they yeah. Australia are used to winning and it just shows that even under the circumstances where they don't have the, the starting seven out on that court they can still close a game out even when they are pushed they still yeah. close it out
1: I think that game for me most impressive thing about that Laura Langman's 150th oh, cap let's hear it for Laura yeah <laughs> hey,
2: what, what legend
1: mm. absolute legend and had she not been kind of forced to take a break because of their ruling about not picking players who were playing in Australia at the time she'd have probably got all of those consecutively without yeah, missing would. a game because yeah. she was up to something like 140 without missing a single wow. game from her first cap so she is an absolute she's a star she's, out there. she's yeah. incredible so and
2: made a massive difference yeah and in the centre position and p- part of me thinks that that
0: might be why New Zealand did so well to try and win it for her
1: on that day but yeah. um they came pretty close mm. And why
0: do you think it is? I mean, there's the obvious, but why is this such a good quad series? Why is this the best we've seen?
2: I personally think it's because the the gap has now closed between all these teams. You know, there was a time when Australia were beating teams by... 20, 30, even 40 goals. And it just shows how far all the other countries have come. That that gap is now closed. I mean, if you talk about South Africa, I was looking at some of the stats, and, you know, they've been quietly building and building and building. And they've now got every player, or they're starting seven, that are all over 50 caps. Wow. So they've now cut their teeth. They've got that wool on their backs. And with the combination of Nicole Cusack and, obviously, Norma you know, Norma Plumber, Plumber yeah. you know, that, that duo are just legends in their own right so they've got that behind them those quality coaches pushing them and and it's paid off
1: i think i think what's even more pleasing than the gap closing is the fact that the standards right still rising so it's not closing because australia have lowered their standards it's closing because everyone's got better and so the standard's so high and the you can't predict who's going to win and that's what you want like going into a world cup it'd be awful to play in because you'd be thinking any one of four or five teams could beat us or we could win it. Yeah. So yeah. that pressure is going to be huge but for a spectator you're like oh, this is amazing well because you don't know who's yeah. going to win money any well given spent. game. Well
0: yeah it makes it far more exciting if you're going this could be it's any any game anyone's game. Yeah. Am I right in thinking as well over the weekend basically everyone won a game? Am I right in thinking all? Oh. Yeah they did. So we had yeah. Australia beat New Zealand didn't they? Yeah. yeah. On Saturday uh, South Africa beat England yeah. yeah. and then on the Sunday New Zealand beat South Africa in yeah. that. That ma- amazing, yeah. Game. After extra extra time, mm. which we'll talk about in a second, yeah. and England beat Australia. Yep. So, everyone quick maths from you. I like, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, <laughs> I do you know, as I said it, I was looking, going, I've got this wrong, no, I've got to have no. got this wrong. And this but is what Sarah means about
2: everybody's gone away from that competition yeah. feeling quite and, and, upbeat. And it's
1: and it's bizarre because England, because they won that Australia game, they'll go away thinking, Yeah, we we had a blip against South Africa, but we we've just beaten Australia again. That, that will rile Australia. That sets England up nicely for World Cup. So they yeah. go away from it quite happy. South Africa, like the story of the quad series for mm-hmm. me, just them finally putting performances together, not just a one-off, but consistently challenging these big yeah. teams. Yeah. And also they're probably everyone's second team because mm-hmm. everyone loves them. Like everyone loves an underdog. Mm-hmm. And those girls, what you're saying, the amount of experience they've got and they've done it the tough way because those girls have been flogged. At the beginning of their career, they've lost to, to teams like Australia by 50 goals. Yeah. And they've stuck at it. They've worked hard. They've learned. They've gone away and got experiences in other, other leagues. And now, like, five, six, seven, up to, like, 12 years later, they're still they're there. there and they're competing. So props to are them. People are
0: rooting
2: for them. Yeah, yeah massively. So. Yeah, but like Norma was saying, that she very, very rarely gets the girls all together. But what she is proud of is the fact that these girls are now playing their trade in the Super League, you know, in Australian League, in New Zealand. They're getting the quality and the experience there and bringing it all back together. Uh, and it's clearly paid off for them, regardless of what you might think about imports. You know, it's working out for South Africa.
0: Um, and on the South Africa-England game, England had a good start, but then they seemed to be chasing it, didn't they, after that? Why mm. do you think that was?
2: I think some of the combinations just, they just weren't, weren't clicking, they just yeah. weren't happening. You know, where you would expect them to be uh, firing on all cylinders, it wasn't happening. You know, you saw uncharacteristic misses from some of our shooters who you would normally put your mortgage on. Um, yeah. Struggling to bring the ball through the court, which is just not what they're like. Hesitant, not letting the ball go. There's there's a, a, a ream of yeah. things, really. I
1: think it, it was just typical of like a bad day at the office. Mm, um, yeah. And... I think we have to we have to credit South Africa because the they were outstanding. Mm. Their defence was incredible, yeah, it was. Um, and Lenise Potgieter for me played the best I've seen anyone play against Jeeva Mentor um, as a sh- as a shooter. Mm. So they played really really well. I was surprised that England didn't make some changes because I thought that they needed a little bit of spark. Like if if you're kind of like running through treacle like that and everything's an effort and nothing's really going your way. Actually, sometimes just put someone on you who's going to give a bit of energy
2: and everyone lifts a little bit. But that's what most coaches would do. So, and then we'd seen Lisa Alexander do it herself, Mm. you know, use somebody else on her bench. And it did, it created a bit of chaos for the other teams to start off with and they still didn't get, I'm talking about Wood here, they still didn't get a handle on her. But uh, Lisa had done it and I thought, oh, nice, fair play. Tracy's going to do the same. But for whatever reason... She just didn't do it.
0: She clearly had her own reasons for that. But then on yeah. the Sunday, do you think that's why she did then change? I think so. I think she probably, <clears throat> well, I, I'm going to say she learned from it. I think
1: in the South Africa game, she might have wanted the girls out there to get through it and to sort of pull themselves out of it and see, see what they did. Um, They obviously couldn't manage that. But on, on the Sunday, I think she definitely sort of took the view of, well, if something's going wrong, I'm going to change because there's no point having quality players sat on my bench and not, not using, using them. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm
0: utilize them it's trial and error i guess she's yeah going, well i've seen it that way i'm not going to do that again
1: yeah definitely and, and then you look at the impact that that rachel dunn had and yeah. and like that's what substitutes can do for you they can change a game and and she showed that and got play with the match and, and we know, will be talking to her everyone's well. person. so we're looking forward to chatting to her yeah. and finding
0: out more about that uh, as well as that we had of course extra extra time uh, in a south africa and new zealand game that was tense wasn't it oh.
1: Let's all just give our heartfelt apologies to midcourt who wants to play extra <laughs> extra time because that is no kind of fun. But yeah, incredible. Um, I mean, there's there's a little bit of controversy about whether South Africa won it in normal mm, time because yeah. the clock, like the sky, the clock on Sky, the yeah. clock in the arena, the clock on the umpire's arm, are all a little bit out of sync, and had the ball fully gone through the hoop by the time that New Zealand equalised. Yeah. But Despite all of that, one of the best matches ever. Um, incredible from both teams really. And you could see, um, like I said, New Zealand will be happy because they got that win yeah. and you could see that kind of that fight coming back from them. Like they they now it looks like they they think they deserve to be with these big teams yeah, again. Definitely. And I think they're
2: definitely building for for World Cup now. See, I'm I'm just interested, Sarah. What what are your thoughts on Maria Falau playing goal shooter?
1: I don't like it. Um <laughs>
0: Honestly, I, I, I have to Go say on. I'm
2: with Sarah on this. one. I mean, with, why is that? I'm saying it on live radio. I mean, she's kind of like my girl crush. I just think she's amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's just a, a fabulous athlete, and you know, a, 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 just an amazing person. But I can't take it serious watching her playing goal shooter because she's so much more to offer.
1: I think I think something's come out in the New Zealand press today or yesterday about how playing goal shooter's given her a new lease of life. But I don't see. But it. I I don't like it just purely because she's not a goal shooter. So she plays goal shooter like she's a goal attack. So then you've got two goal attacks and you don't need two goal attacks. You need, they had a shooter sat on the bench in Maya Wilson who could do a really good job for them of being a goal shooter and giving them a target when things weren't going right and they were struggling against England in particular to get any ball movement in that goal third. Just put, a t- put someone in there who can just stand and be a target. And M- Maria could do that, but it's not her it's game. It's not her
2: game. And they kept talking about we have this specialist goal shooter and still no, no. specialist goal shooter yeah. brought on. It,
0: but why is that, do you think? Why do you think that choice was made, that decision? Um, I mean, it's something different and it's something people wouldn't have
1: necessarily expected. And I, d- I don't know if there's an element of I want my best seven players out there, like, and which isn't necessarily in the right... Yeah, but it's fine. Having your,
2: and that's the point. Have your best seven out, but have the the right combination of your seven. They need to work well yeah. together. They, I, I... She was stifled. I felt that she was stifled. Yes, we all know that she's the big shot. Get the ball mm. turned, put it up. Ninety nine percent of the time, she'll put the ball away. But I just felt that she was stifled, and they didn't use um, the ability that she has.
1: I think I've I've got my theories about New Zealand. But I I think they might have been using this tour to work out the midcourt more than anything because they brought they brought six midcourt players and three with and them. three didn't they? three, three uh, yeah and yeah and three and three mm. in terms of defense and shooters so I think this tour was about actually let's sort our midcourt out let's decide who our who our best midcourt yeah, is yeah. and and not worry so much about our ends yeah. but I'm not Again, that's me guessing um, because they didn't even really rotate the midcourt as no. much as I thought they might. So
0: I'm sure there um, will be reasons for it that we can. Well, only oh, speculate absolutely, on. yeah. Absolutely. And I mean,
1: Nol- Nolene Taru has run- won everything there is to win in domestic netball, like in um, pretty much no every fool. country. She's so no fool. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just wanted to tell
0: me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get her on the yeah. phone so if you're yeah. listening give yeah. us a call right Sarah. In, let yeah. us know <laughs> she won't sleep until she's heard from you uh, but how good an advertisement for the game is that whole going into extra extra time the tension of it the pressure and going what's going to happen amazing like uh, it's it's just the best our game has to offer
1: because it was such a high quality game It was so tense and genuinely no one knew who was going to win it. So it was a massive game for both of those teams. You know, can South Africa back up a win against England? Can New Zealand get out of this series with a win? And you could see how much they both wanted it. So I think it's just the best kind of advert for this sport, really.
2: And I defy anybody who watched that game not to say that that's, you know, one of the most exciting, thrilling and um, ends to a game that has ever been on the television.
0: Well, you know that because you wouldn't get up to go to the toilet while you're watching it, would you? Do you know what I mean? That's how oh, no. I define it. Like You'd want to sit and mm. watch it and, and watch it all the way through. And again. And I've and watched t- it again yeah, and again. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> so that's how you know it. And and back to England as well, because uh, they lost to South Africa on the Saturday. They had to beat Australia by five goals to win the Quad Series. Now, they didn't quite manage that. But how important do you think their victory over the world number ones is like, heading into the World Cup. Huge. It is, because it.
2: there are those out there that would probably say that, you know, it was a win by one in the Commonwealth Games. Is it a bit of a fluke? Can yeah. they do it again? And this just proves it wasn't a fluke, and they can do it again, and I am sure they will continue to do it again.
1: And I think it's important for for their kind of...
2: Their belief. Their psyche and their, mm. their mentality going yeah. into the World yeah. Cup. They that, raise their bar, I guess. Yeah, and
1: yeah. They go, they've raised that, and now, and now they've gone, right, well, we can beat Australia, yeah. and and if we like we know we can beat them in big competitions we've done it in commonwealth games we know we're good enough to beat them because uh, we've done it in quad series and i think had they lost that game this quad series would have been a bit of a disaster yeah, for england worked. because they would have finished probably third in in a quad series that they were kind of expected to win and they would have lost two out of three games yeah. winning that puts a completely different spin on the whole quad series for them
2: and so, yeah. now That's, it's
1: a success yeah it is
2: and let's not forget that when they did beat them in the Coldworth games they had their australia had the big guns on you know they did yeah. it with the full team so they know they can do it
0: so it is i mean it's it's a game changer for the girls then isn't
1: it yeah it is and i think australia were missing probably the two, two biggest players yeah. at the minute in in terms of caitlin bassett and courtney bruce one at either end of the court but and it annoys me when people go on about this because what, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, yeah. you can only beat the team that's in front
3: yeah. of you,
2: and they're all international players. You know, they're all quality players, regardless of you know who's on or who's off. Um, end of. It was a win. Yeah, they're all in a the team. Win. At yeah, the end yeah. Of the day, and Australia's
1: so... Australia's depth is ridiculous, and we talk mm. about it all the time in terms of how many quality players they have. So you know, like Maggie said, that they're, they're all in the team for a reason. That they're, they're world class players, and so. Yeah, well done to England. England, for, for we're proud one. of you. We are, yes.
0: always. Always. Right, and now we have our first ever guest here on Netball Nation. This is very exciting. She was the star shooter on Sunday. Rachel Dunn, thank you so much for joining us. How are you feeling? Oh, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, back to normality now. I'm
1: back into into Super League prep, so it doesn't stop. Good one. Rach, Sunday you obviously killed it, coming on second quarter against Australia. I think, firstly, how did you feel being thrown in on... Onto court at that point and secondly for me I think that's the best you might have ever played for England but I might be forgetting some game in like 1992 or something <laughs> when, you, when you first played do, but do you think it's the best you've ever played for England?
3: I don't know it's bit, I've been going on for a while now we'll start with the first question um I think I was kind of itching to get out there because I was a bit frustrated after Saturday I thought I could have given a shot there and then um I've been kind of ready to go since the start of the series. So the fact that I actually got the opportunity, I was kind of grateful for and just went out and just, yeah, thankfully had a good game. Well, you, you and actually, then,
1: God, sorry, I was going yeah. to say you actually looked like you really enjoyed it as well, which is like really nice to see.
3: I did. I think we had a chat, especially after Saturday, the whole squad did, about the fact that against South Africa, people were probably a bit un- uncharacteristically not enjoying themselves. And they said oh, that, like, reflection on last year's comms, everyone just had a... In- genuinely enjoyed the netball out there even though it was high pressure you can still enjoy it and I think that was a big thing going into Sunday's game the fact that getting back to just enjoying
2: the netball right well, right you actually made it look quite effortless um you know you went through your movements you were always free your signature move ball over the top um and your finishing was on on point did it feel like that or did it feel like a battle
3: um I don't think it's ever going to be easy against Australia um I think things did click and and the attacking timing um was great I mean it wasn't all um easy because it didn't just go bang 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 all the time um into goal um but I think yeah I'm quite happy with how how the timing and everyone connected in that tech because considering we've not had a, a huge amounts of court time together recently
2: and it did look the combination between yourself and Joe worked perfectly like, and I think everybody uh, could, you know could see that um you know Joe out doing you know creating the space for you and just delivering some some beautiful balls you know pinpoint accuracy how did that help yeah, you? Yeah, she do a hands on the ball. Yeah, she <laughs> does get a hand on the ball how, and
1: how many, directing things out in I was going to say, how many times did you get shouted at by Joe? <laughs> well,
3: not too many times. She was like, just stay back, stay back. And I was like, okay, no problem. You not know happy. you're playing well if yeah. you're not getting shouted at. too so many <laughs> <laughs> times by Jo?
0: Oh, I didn't say I wasn't getting shouted at. I <laughs> it, you, you must be buzzing right now though because you've been very modest about it, but you've got to be really proud of yourself.
3: Yeah, I'm just quite happy. I am just. I think I like, get to the stage in your career where you're just kind of content and you're just happy for... Well, whatever comes your way, because you never know when it's going to end. So what happens um, when you
1: hit your 50s, right? <laughs> 50s. I'm not playing
3: 92. I was only really 10 years old by that. The time. Rachel, I me know asking... I'm old instead of netballing, but I'm
2: not that old. Let me just ask you this, because, you know, leading on from that point, you know, you, the longevity that you've had within the England squad, you know, everybody knows about that. And it's, it's exceptionally difficult to, to you know, uh, get to training, to get to matches and do everything you do when you're a student. How do you manage it working full time?
3: I have um, understanding employers. Well, just about, I think. I think I might have survived the last two weeks. Um, <laughs> well, having done it for, I've done it for like nearly 20 yeah. years now in terms yeah. of well, either studying or working. And it yeah, it does take a lot of your time up and you have to try and squeeze in socialising as well. But yeah, no, early mornings and late nights and just
1: good time management. Big question from me, Rach, is what what do you need from this podcast? Because... Stacey's requested um, a segment on wedding planning each week and (laughs) like so for you I mean if if you want like a lonely hearts corner and we get like (laughs) men over six foot two to write in and apply we can do that for you we can make it happen
3: I don't have any appeals um
1: blood donation that's a good one (laughs)
3: <laughs> um, more money <than> for <laughs> the NHS. Um, yes,
1: there we go. We can start getting uh, on that bandwagon. Because someone sort Brexit out quickly because it's getting boring. Um...
2: <laughs> in in all seriousness, though, Rach, you know it was an absolute dream to watch you playing. You know against Australia, you were phenomenal and you earned. You managed the match.
1: Yeah, Rach, congrats. It was yeah. you absolutely smashed it. Yeah, you it. did.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Never, never Thank again you. for the next three months do we want to see you smash it like that because you're going to be playing for Wasp. But well, well done for the weekend.
0: Right, Rachel, that's absolutely fine. We'll get more money for the NHS and we'll get Brexit sorted as soon as possible. Thank you so much for joining us on Netball Nation. Not a problem. Thank you. Thanks, Rachel. Yeah, take okay, care, Rachel. Bye. Bye. What a dream. Uh, All <laughs> right, moving on from the Quad Series to the Vitality Super League, ladies. We've had a question from the lovely Caroline Barker, who's a big fan of the show. Thank yeah. you, Caroline. Oh. Hello. Uh, now, Caroline's asked, at what stage could the Vitality Super League support more teams or run two leagues? I'll ask you first, Maggie. Oh, cripes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be hoping soon, right?
2: <laughs> well... Obviously, very selfishly, <laughs> you know, just get that plug in for Leeds rhinos' netball. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Because mm. Sarah will tell yourself it's a lot of it's about finances. It's not just about getting seven girls on the court to play netball. You know, training a couple of times of the week, doing your s and c. It's a much bigger picture than that. And you know, it's very commercialized now. And we want to make it professional. We want it to be as professional as the leagues in Australia and New Zealand. So, as a consequence, it. it, it, it <laughs> It gets down to the grassroots it's about money the financial finances yeah. it's it's very very simple and it's the availability of players as well quality players because the pot is quite small yeah
1: i was going to say this i think if if you add more teams you need to reduce squad it. sizes yeah. because at the minute you've got squads of 15 um 10 teams so that's 150 players in my opinion we've not got in this country when we lose the girls to australia who who play out there we've not got 150 players no. who uh, of super league quality and so if you're going to add, an, add a, any more teams I think you need to take that squad size down 10? and you, you can take it down to 10 yeah and then the competition for places raises the standard of the yeah. league as well yeah it does so I think that we can't just go bigger is better. We want more teams. We want more people playing because you've got to put good quality netball out on TV in order to make it grow and in order for people to watch it.
0: You've got to make the right products, basically. Yeah, have and I think they, and I think they, they
2: have it now. I mean, we do have the pathway. So, you know, you've st- you could maybe start televising the under-21 games. You know, if you want to have another league, make it the under-21 league and make it like a Super League league for them.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I like that. well, Caroline... Oh. Go on, Maggie.
2: But then I think about poor Sarah because some of her under twenty ones that would be able to play for both play the senior game as well. Yeah. So again, you've, you've got that dilution of players and not enough to go around.
0: Yeah, you need more players and the financial backing. Yeah, is that what we're saying? Basically, yeah. Caroline, we hope that answers your question. And if you've got any questions as well, tweet them at my netball nation. You can find them on social media on social media and uh, my netball nation as well the website. Any questions at all that you yeah, want to ask? It does. We're open to them. Now then, ladies, it's that time of the episode I'm going to ask you both (laughs) for your predictions ahead of round three this weekend so Sarah be careful yeah Uh, you might be out of pocket again we know I know. You put a fiver in towards our Christmas day yeah, the other well, week. Well, I, I know I, I'm like a, a non-cash society I live in, so I'm
1: going to have to, you know, <laughs> yeah. get some cash well, you know and actually put that in a pot.
0: Yeah, every time we talk about this, we point like we there point, is really a piggy bank We here. point to an, we an, a non-existent <laughs> yeah. piggy bank. It's there, it's lodged in our imagination. I see that We need some sound floating. effect. Yes, Some yes. sound effect. Some coins. I'll some bring it in two peas. <laughs> <laughs> right then, so uh, on Friday, we've got Mavericks versus Lightning and Stars versus Celtic Dragons. Maggie, first, who's your money on?
2: I am going to always, always, always go with Loughborough because, mm-hmm. you know, for the previous two seasons, they, they were good to me mm-hmm. and they're like my home team. So until I get a team in there, it's always going to and be Loughborough. And
1: it's probably only fair because I'm always going to go with Loughborough. Yeah, I so was going to say, should, <laughs> we should be able be to be competing on this one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Always Loughborough. a uh, Stars versus Celtic Dragons.
1: I think this is going to be a good game. Um, I think Dragons rocked the league a bit with that result against Pulse and, and beating them so heavily. So um if they play like that again i would take dragons on that one
2: i'm gonna have to go dragons just because of the fact that they are feisty bunch of girls and they will claw a win out
0: if they can right that's fine so you both agreeing on that i mean if you if you're not right there's more money in my pot yeah so that's true. fine uh, let's go on to saturday as well uh, thunder versus sirens and uh, pulse against wasps maggie thunder wasps so yeah, I
1: can't even argue with Wow.
0: Him. I know. You're both fully agreeing with each this other. It's is bizarre, isn't it? Mm. Okay. So, yeah. Finally, then, uh, we've got Monday's Sky Sports match, uh, Team Bath versus Surrey Storm.
2: Bath.
1: <sighs> I was hoping you were going to say Storm. Yeah. I feel
0: like you should just be controversial <laughs>
1: just
2: because. You-
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I think Bath will win it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if I can disagree with Maggie on any of them, but I think Bath are so strong this yeah. season um, that it, their first home game as well, they'll um, they'll take that yeah. one. A well, Serena
2: back, you know, in the blue yeah. and gold, you yeah. know, controlling the middle. I mean, I, to be fair, I'm
1: st- I'm still impressed with Bath, Bath beating Sirens away with, yeah. without Serena them. and Ebony. Yeah. Um, so, so that shows
0: you the strength and
2: depth. Then. Yeah. So
0: you, you go both of you with Bath. Yes. Yeah right well I'll remember this and we'll, well, re- for, we'll for, revisit it for any <laughs> that we're wrong we're gonna yeah. end up owing all our money you've got your five and you've got my Christmas do so yeah. I'm taking note uh, now before <laughs> I wrap this up as well uh, we spoke last week about the fact because obviously Sarah uh, and Stacey are getting married uh, uh, very exciting and we did ding, touch- ding, <laughs> 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 we touched on the fact that we wanted to know if anyone had any venue suggestions now I believe someone's been in touch yeah with you. Laura Malcolm yeah. Um,
1: from Manchester Thunder has come back with the genius idea of having it in a Snooker hall, and then we can just wear waistcoats and, um, and nothing else, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She didn't mention so, anything yeah. else, so well, I'll be smiling. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all photographs from, from mean, the pelvis upwards. <laughs> it, financially, it makes sense to me. Like, yeah. it's, it's going to be cheap. Everyone's going to have cheap drinks. You know, outfits sorted. But um, yeah, Nick, who who works with us on this podcast, he he used to be a DJ, which he obviously was keeping quiet for a reason. So <laughs>
2: now um, we no, let's nominated. call him out. Let's call him out because <laughs> yeah. he's been he's been a little bit, um, you know, because mm, we asked him to be the DJ. I'm going to say wedding. he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. Well, well, on the like, on. No this <laughs> podcast, we're calling him out.
0: Yeah. Do you know what? If you think Nick, who who helps run this podcast, should DJ at Sarah and Stacey's wedding, Let's do a poll. then tweet, yeah, at nation, and tell us if you think he should, because then he's not going to have any options. Yeah. And we will hold to. him to I it. I reckon yes. my, my great auntie
1: is going to love the deep house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i the best missions right now Have <laughs> you, great auntie in a snooker hall yeah, yeah. just going hands this. in the air woo yeah. oh ladies that is amazing well if you've got any more suggestions about venues and we will get or DJs because I don't think Nick's going to do it uh, Then and anything oh, else he's doing it <laughs> Emma Nick Maggie says you're doing it you're doing it um, any suggestions at all uh, we're open to them well you are or you- if you donate blood let us know on <laughs> Rachel's behalf <laughs> so ladies have you got anything else that you want to add before we wrap it all up no all right. nothing I annoying. think
1: one thing we've not really discussed which I found interesting was Jess still believe in Bath oh, at the end we, of we this that season last week, and we haven't discussed it so she's been with Bath she, I played for Bath when I was 18 she was there then as a player she's so she's been there for—that's not very many years ago, but um, <laughs> she's been there for about tw- twenty years yeah. as a player and a coach. So for her to leave is is massive, it's huge. and it's a huge change mm. in—it's the end of an era for Bath. So it'll be interesting to see how they um, how they see her off this season. I'm sure they'll want to win Super League for her. Yeah,
2: and I'll be interested to see who they do recruit because they they have some big shoes to step into. You know, it's a big club. She has you know one titles and she has been you know. Mammoth for that particular team. And the best of luck to you, Jess, because there is life after netball. Go and enjoy your life and your family. Yeah, Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, And what, just quickly, out of interest, what's that recruitment process like when you are looking for a coach, when you're looking for a a replacement like that?
2: It's where do you go? Because it's a coaching position. And the the number of English coaches who have the right quality and calibre to do the job a far and few between so do you start looking yeah. at home i mean she's given them plenty of notice so they can start looking yeah. in earnest but do you do you look at home do you go abroad who knows? I mean, we've and got an influx of Australian, New Zealand well New Zealand I think coaches. it's almost
1: a little bit intimidating when someone as successful as Jess steps down. Mm. For the next person coming in, it's almost a bit like, oh, this like this is what yeah. I'm going into. Overwhelming. This is, this is what they expect, yeah. and and that can be difficult. And what I what I do obviously want to see as a as a young English coach myself is is people being given a chance. Yeah. Um, and I think if Anna Stembridge stays yeah. there, there's an opportunity yeah. for a young. English coach to come through because why should we develop Australian and New Zealand coaches like yeah. it's not our job We don't care if if, <laughs> if they're good or not no.
2: And Anna um, I mean and where Anna's been you know you know in her England role What better mentor to ask yeah. for anybody yeah. So, so yeah let's bring somebody young in you know that is English Give them that uh, support that they need and what better person to learn There we go than Anna. Easy. we could yeah, get done. yeah done Emma how are you
0: set? I'm, good. I'm ready to go right. now. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we will keep you posted here, though, because I'm sure that is that will be a talking point yeah. um, throughout the podcast. So we will keep you posted here. Uh, and anything else at all, ladies? No, that's I think we've me. covered oh, it God. all. Once again, huge thank you as well to Rachel Dunn for joining us well, on, on this episode. Yeah. Yes. And can we have one more round of applause for her? Yeah, yeah. yeah. well done, Rachel. Incredible. Uh, and Now, again as well, thank you so much for listening to Netball Nation. Uh, thanks to my co-hosts, Sarah Bayman and Maggie Berkashaw. I've been Emma Louise Jones. If you have got anything, any questions or anything you'd like, us to cover please do tweet at my netball nation and if you have enjoyed the show don't forget to subscribe and give us a little review wherever you listen to your podcasts uh, as i say my netball nation for absolutely everything and we will be back next week so we'll see you then, see you then. take care Cheers. Cheers.
3: this is netball nation